let me tell you this. I guarantee Calgary wins the series. Hot damn! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone, individuals of all ages, creeds, everything, welcome back to the Mr. Tweaks podcast. Took a little week off there, and I tell you, it felt great to take a little R&R. Ty, did you enjoy your little break? Did you have a chance to unwind? Don't think I had um, the same opportunity as you as the St. Louis Blues were finished their series fairly quickly. Um, my weekend uh, consisted of a lot of stress, a couple of adult pops, um, and chilling at the Dome. But yeah, no, it was an amazing weekend. I got home late last night, so I'm still fighting, uh, you know, the need to sleep. But uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm ready. It's been a nice little break. I appreciate uh, you soldiering on. Uh, much like many of our playoff favorites, you may not be at 100%, but you're here. You're giving it your all uh, because we need you. We can't do this without you. Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is... It's amazing the difference a game makes. Blues wrapping things up before the weekend allowed your very own mitts to have a very nice, relaxing, low-key weekend at the cottage. Uh, unlike our poor, unfortunate Twigs, who was subjected to just a veritable heart attack. Luckily, quite all right. Quite all right. Flames survived. Flames thrived and made it through to the next round. As you'll note from the intro of today's episode that I will put in after the fact, someone on this podcast guaranteed the Flames win. Someone on the podcast was 100% right about that. But I want to give credit where credit's due because on our first round picks as a whole, I went six and eight, a respectable, six and eight some would say a brag worthy six of eight however my illustrious colleague put a perfect eight out of eight on his first round picks sir i bow in your to your honor uh well done thank you thank you um it all comes back from my childhood putting the work in not being athletic enough to, you know, really play the sport I love to watch and just studying the game. You know, I, I'm a humble guy. I'm not trying to break here, but it, it feels really good to win, um, you know, to be the champ. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep on rolling. Well, I'm not sure if we're ready to crown you, but I will give you props. Uh, that was <laughs> well chosen. Uh, I was foiled uh, like many of you by thinking that, uh, this would be the year that the Leafs got over that hump. Uh, I understand. I understand how you all have been caught up in this cycle for so long uh, because I was fooled too. I thought that uh, the Leafs would do it this year. And uh, I'm not trying to throw shade at the Leafs because I still think they put in an excellent effort against a very, very tough opponent. Uh, this is, this is uh, like those of you that, that follow my Twitter account, I'm not interested in kicking anybody while they're down here. But yeah, the Leafs foiled me. And uh, unfortunately, also the Penguins, uh, who had the 
stranglehold on the series. Uh, but uh, through various means, it got away from them. It, it happens. This is playoff hockey. This is what happens. We move on. Some of us move home. <laughs> we are on to the next round. I don't know, Ty, do we have any time for news? I know there's a ton of news out there. There's obviously a ton to reflect on on the first round. The first round was, as my friends down under would say, chock-a-block full of things. It was crazy. So yeah. many game sevens, so many dramatic games, series back and forth. The I think there was only one series that a lot of us really thought there would be or that, that it would it would be that was pretty one-sided with the Avs and the Preds. But my goodness, my goodness. I don't know if we have time, but is there anything that stands out to you uh, overall on that on that wild first round? I, I just want to say round one was amazing. We had um, we had myself calling the New York Rangers frauds after being, you know, on the bandwagon all season. <laughs> we had this stud named Jake. Ottinger post a nine five zero save percentage at the age of twenty three in his first postseason action for a team that should not have even been in a game seven. We had Carter Verhage be the star in Florida. Who who would have predicted that? We had the St. Louis Blues, like we both said, would move on. I was a little bit more, you know, like this team is built for this moment. You were a little scared of the wild. That's okay. That's okay. I get it. I was scared of Dallas. Mm -hmm. The Colorado Mm -hmm. series, which had, you know, the good feel story of Ingram, you know, that was awesome. Yeah. It on his head, even though they thought that was done. You had the Connor McDavid show come out in game seven. Finally showed up. Nice nice to join the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah, That could have been eight. Oh, easily that game. And you know what? You had the Pittsburgh Penguins story, which was unbelievable. That team almost won. Like, they were so depleted. It was unbelievable. And they mm-hmm. still gave the New York Rangers everything they got. Went to overtime in game seven. Mm-hmm. When I look back, I go, I don't think there was a day. Oh, and before I forget, the fall, you know, we had the leaf blowers out there, you know, clearing out for the sunny Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. That could be the first team in a real long time to be the three-time champ mm-hmm. with the help of the refs. Won't say I'm just saying. I'm just saying if we're going to talk about refs, which we should. Careful, you might. Can we be fined by Gary Batman? I hope Gary not. But if we're, gonna, if we're going to talk about refs, there's only one series to talk about, and that's the Tampa Bay. Like the guy, the freaking Austin Matthews is getting molested, and the refs are like, "It's okay, it's okay. This is how we want to play." I, I don't know you about. Uh, Mitts, but that was one of the best round ones I've ever seen. There was what five game sevens, close series. Yeah, like it was. Even the Washington game could have went to a game seven. It only went six. The Washington Florida one, unbelievable hockey, unbelievable hockey. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the cherry on top, the little cherry on top. Here we go. Hold on, I'm gonna get the cherry on top. Is our boy. Pete DeBoer fired. Mm. I don't wish I don't wish this on anybody, but mm. 
Thank you, Vegas. <laughs> imagine, imagine being a team like Vegas and you've made it every, like in your five-year existence, you've made it every year except for one. And you've been through three coaches. That is unbelievable. But also La Vista beat the boy. Nobody's going to miss you. And that's it. I think you just cost us our family-friendly rating right there. Uh, but that aside. <laughs> what? I was, I was rolling. That, I don't even know what I said. I blacked out. Uh, to that, was it the slow aside, talk? How, how crazy is that? How crazy is that that a franchise so young with so much success has just a – they have more coaches in the last, you know, I don't know, five years <laughs> I don't know. But the, I, GMs, I don't know. the GMs somehow survived. <laughs> Kelly McCrimmon somehow survived. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, McCrimmon has to go. McCrimmon, you're done. You're done. You're, done. you're terrible. Come on. Oh my God! Like it, it, it's crazy. I'm no, I'm no Pete DeBoer friend, but they're talking about bringing in Trotz next. You think Trotz is going to be the answer? No disrespect to Barry Trotz. What this team needs is not to have all of its offensive talent siphoned from its soul and turn them into the 1996 the, New oh, Jersey Devils. The, dis, the, the disrespect you guys are giving. We're in a group chat, and we have a Detroit fan in the chat. Mitch, if you're listening to this, I'm about to blast you. This guy is talking about how Barry Trotz would not be a good fit in Detroit because they play two defensive the Red Wings were almost letting five goals a game. What are you talking about? You're worried about the offense. Bro, you got to stop the puck, too. Barry Trotz is a, that guy should be hired. Like, And he's going to Vegas, 100%. I just love that Jack Eichel finally thought that he was going to like a stable franchise. He was finally going somewhere where there's going to be like, this is the coach, this is the GM, this is the plan, this is how we're going to succeed. Everything's out the window. Just everything. It's all yeah. gone. Poor Jack. I mean, obviously Jack didn't have any choice in who he, where he got traded. Uh, he didn't have a lot of options. Sorry, didn't have any choice in where he got drafted. He didn't have a lot of options in where he got traded. Um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I Look, I don't see, I don't see how Trotz fits this group, in my opinion. I think I could, I could see, I can totally believe that McCrimmon brings in trots because I think that McCrimmon looks for ideas on like Twitter and 4chan and stuff <laughs> in terms of how to run his hockey team. Uh, I think he just basically like goes onto Twitch and sees who the popular streamer is and how they built their team and goes and tries to recreate in the NHL. I think that's his, his strategy because he's clearly not looking at hockey individuals he's clearly not watching the sport looking for trends he's just looking for the shiny object that the resume is there he's 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 a seagull who's impressed by flashy shiny saying things uh barry trotz is is probably a hall of fame coach when it's all said and done you know guys guys a wonderful coach but he has a very uh very specific type of hockey and I don't know that it's the type of hockey that you want to bring into a high-priced, heavy veteran, offensively-minded franchise with no 
young depth or draft capital. Like you, you need a guy who's going to come in and merge these personalities and work on that. Not a guy who's going to teach a system to a bunch of 35 year olds mm. who like, that's crazy. I, I said it, I said it in the group chat, he makes sense in Winnipeg because they need an identity and they've got a, uh, clearly a culture problem. Uh, he makes sense. Oh, we're gonna. See. He makes sense in Dallas because there's a good chance the bonus is is done. And uh, I mean, Ottinger is is a stud, uh, but their top talent is mostly aging out, and mm. they've got some good good young talent. Yeah, they could really use that kind of a system to to, to keep them going. Uh, and uh, I know Seattle's not currently uh, looking for a coach, but they should be, and maybe a GM. And uh, I don't know, maybe a first line, <laughs> maybe a goaltender. Yeah, I'm just saying they should keep their options open. Uh, there's a lot of places. New Jersey is a place that, again, I think Lindy Ruff is maybe being brought back. Some of the players like him, some of them don't. Again, that's a team that I could see bringing in trots as, as talented as a lot of their young players are. And, of course, Becky Hamilton's there, so maybe that's not a trots-friendly player right there. But that's a team that you know could learn to win under that coach. Not not the Vegas Golden Knights. That's that's crazy. I, I don't know. Vegas Golden Knights bringing in Barry Trotz is going to be the most exciting trade deadline next year, where Vegas oh. just says everything must go, and poor Jack Eichel is going to be in therapy for the oh my god, it's happening again. I'm going to go through my fourth rebuild in a seven year career. Those numbers might be wrong. Don't stay, don't quote me on that. They can't go through rebuild. They have zero draft picks. Zero. Trade off Mark Stone. Trade off Patcheretti. <laughs> Mark, yeah. Somebody's gonna take the nine, nine point five cap it with the back injury. Guy can't skate down the ice without aggravating it. Um, here's the reality of it. Barry Trotz the issue in Long Island. No. That team just went back to like what three Eastern Conference finals, or was it two? Something like that. I think only two. Okay, so only freaking Calgary <laughs> just won their first first round since 2015. Uh, that's pretty successful. And he still had a winning record this year after starting 14 games on the road. Here's the real mm-hmm. problem. It's the guy who hates beards, Lou Lamorella. <laughs> The guy thought Zach Parise would be the fix and waited all season, all off season to like announce it. Like, I don't know. A team is like, again, they, they thought, Hey, let's add a whole bunch of old people, older players and try to run this back. And I don't blame them, but I, I definitely don't think Barry Trotz was the issue. No, Barry Trotz was not the issue. Let's just throw that out there. We're both in complete agreement to that. Uh, And, and Lou, You've done a lot of great things, and it's not like you have only bad ideas at this point, but yeah. Hold up. Hold up. He traded freaking Taves for two second-round picks. Who is running Colorado right now with Kale McCarr? Running it. Two second-round picks, though. Imagine they could be anything. They could be Devin Taves. Done listening to you when you say that. You could get you could get anything with a second round pick. <laughs> Hell, I hear Devin Tays just went for two seconds. Now we've got two seconds. We yeah. get a player just as good. No, uh, yeah, I think I think that's that's a big part of that. Is it? it I think Lou see, made, seemed like Lou made a great 
fit when he was in Toronto because it was kind of that he, he was advising, but he wasn't making the decision. So he, he has a, obviously he's a, a wonderful hockey mind. And to, to a certain extent, these things can be applied, but it's when you go full Lou, you should never go full Lou. When you go full Lou, you end up firing your incredibly successful coach who had the deck stacked against him by pay, playing roughly 55 away games in the first three weeks of the season. Again, <laughs> please don't check those numbers. A guy who, who brought in a 73-year-old Zdeno Chara on one leg and Zach Parise, who was being paid $45 million to leave. God, numbers are on point today. <laughs> yeah, these are all heavily researched numbers. Uh, yeah, no, I, I not these. These weren't these weren't terrible signings. He didn't pay the farm for for those players, but like those, that wasn't the answer. And then then punishing trots for your bad ideas is is ridiculous. So, anyways, a lot of respect for trots. I really hope. Not just because I'm heavily fantasy-wise invested in Vegas, that he doesn't go to Vegas. I don't think it makes a great lot of sense in Vegas for that team or for my fantasy hopes. I need I need a running gun. You know, I need Sheldon Keefe to go to <laughs> Vegas, and then Trotz can move into Toronto and teach can, you, those boys about the other end of the ice. Can that happen? Like, rea- like I don't think they should fire Sheldon Keefe. Like, run that no, team I, back. I, run, I, but I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying that would be interesting. Imagine Trotz comes in as like a assistant to the head coach, assistant head coach. Do you know who would thrive under, under Trotz in Toronto? Our boy. (laughs) Tavares. Oh, Tavares. Oh God. No. (laughs) I'm just saying that I, I, you don't know like how many, what's a five year, a five, five rounds for the Maple Leafs and they can't get out of the first, the first round. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's something like that. Yeah. And a couple of them, they've blown the leads. Yep. Um, maybe this year they do hit the panic button. They actually like make a change. They haven't really made a change. Like in all those years, they've kind of stayed status quo and it's worked out. I would not change anything on that team. That team got, they got the short end of the stick there. Those refs were missing things and the hall interference penalty and all that. It was all weird. Right. Mm-hmm. But trots would fit in nice there. Trots fit in nice. Uh, and I don't, I, and I think that like, as you said, Sheldon Keefe doesn't serve Lewis's job because he did a great thing. And that team reached new heights. They have the best American born player playing for them, reaching new heights, but yeah, there could be uh, a little bit of a, a little trots in the arm, if, you know, so to speak, to 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 coin a phrase there. Give a yeah. little, give a little extra defensive support to your boy Soup back there, so that he can uh, continue to be great. And maybe I don't know. Give the Phoenix Coyotes a third round pick, and have them take take your captain off your hands. Because oh. if there's any team, if there's need any a- team. We need needs. a buzzer just for hot takes. And I just clicked that button for hot takes. John Tavares <laughs> gets paid so much for 
I don't, I don't want to downplay it, but not, not, he does not, he's not worth that money anymore. I, I, I'm sorry. He just, I not. agree. I will say this just to defend John Tavares. I've blasted him a lot on this pod. You've blasted. I think out of all the players that stepped up in game five, six, and seven, John Tavares mm-hmm. is probably the most noticeable. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I think I can't, yeah. I can't say his game was bad in the do or die moments. I thought he played really well. Um, and he, they did have the lead and they took the goal away. He scored it, which on a bogus interference call that you see every play in the playoffs that that gets made. So mm-hmm. I, I won't fault him on there. I do love that the Maple Leafs thought that Mark Giordano would be the answer who's never gotten out of the first round of his whole career. I love Mark Giordano. I love Mark Giordano. Big Flames fan. <laughs> My little brother wore his jersey yesterday to the game, but that wasn't the answer. Wasn't Gio on the team? The last time the Flames made the cup final? Cup final? No. No. And he's never been out of the first round in his whole career because the, the year in 2015, he had, I think it was a torn, I think it was a torn bicep or torn. Um, it was torn, something torn, but he missed the mm. whole playoffs and, and some of the regular season. I think it was from the deadline. up. That might be what I'm thinking of. Cause I do know that he was, he took a, I think he spent a year in Europe after that, or a year or more in Europe. After he got so signed. After the Flames, Flames messed that one up. I'll put that right on your boys. That, that's enough, Spice. That's enough. Uh, the Flames, uh, sorry, our least fans, uh, you're never, ever going to be happy. Uh, I, I, I feel bad for them, man. I, I do. Like, to, is my mic sounding weird, or is it just me? I don't think your mic is sounding weird. Is it cutting out though? I don't think so. Oh, strange. Okay. Sorry, guys. Uh, back to me feeling bad for the Leafs. I will say you can pull that back out to where it was. Back to the Leafs. Back to the Leafs. I'm getting intense and romantic with this. Back to the Leafs. Um, yeah, I was getting there, right, man? Holy. This guy freaking take a two-week break and now i've forgotten everything although i don't usually use a mic this is just this is just a hot episode just a hot like i i'm all over the map right now um screw it i don't give a shit about these fans all right keep going (laughs) (laughs) this week's episode brought to you by mints and twigs no one else will sponsor us so we'll only be the ones to sponsor ourselves (laughs) Gang, uh, awkward segues and terrible breakdowns aside, <laughs> we're on to round two. This is where we separate the wheat from the chef. This is where the cream rises to the top. This is where I mitts show you why it's mitts and twigs and not twigs and mitts. <laughs> it's because twigs is nowhere to put the mic. <laughs> We're into round two. And mitts and twigs is going to bring you around two predictions. We did so good in the first round. So good. Feeling good. Feeling great. We're not going to look at our game by game picks. Those were done mostly <laughs> earlier in the day with very little effort put in. 
just hoping to strike it lucky. I, I'm pretty sure Twigs won that too. I'm just saying. Ah, I mean, nobody's keeping count. I dare anybody to. to I'm to, gonna to count. <laughs> Round two. This is where it really, really hits the fan. Mm. We go for fantastic matchups. I mean, what can we say about these matchups? There's, there's all filling. No, wait. No filling. <laughs> Forget that. It's amazing. It's just purely amazing. I'm with you. I don't think I've... The St. Louis-Colorado matchup is going to be Bang. intense. Bang. Uh, Carolina-New York. Okay. And then you go a little bit down south, you know, to the conservative capital of the United States. Just dangling out there. And you know what you got? You know what you got down there? You got the two, one, two of the top teams in the NHL in the Florida Panthers and the two-time Tampa Bay Lightning for the Battle of Florida. Are you kidding me? Yes, please. The last time this happened, it was bananas. You're going to yeah. have Sammy Bennett, you know, messing some people up. You're going to have Carter Verhage still rolling. You're going to have who I said, I'm just saying, I said this last time, uh, the X factor in Tampa, Andre Vasileski in that. How can you call one of the best hey, goaltenders hey, in hockey you today? Clearly, you clearly didn't. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, the, you know what? The Toronto-Tampa series, guess who's got the X factor? Andre Vasilevsky, baby. That guy is way better than Jack Campbell. Got it. I'm just saying. And then you come back to Alberta, to home, where hockey players are made, where the best hockey is played. Battle of Alberta. And it started last night. I'm leaving the dome. Game seven. It's we're feeling great. A little buzzing, you know. Cigarettes popping up out of everywhere. I don't know where. Freaking! I didn't realize how many people smoked. There were so many cigs everywhere. Thought I was gonna die. The Let's Go Oilers. I mean, not the Let's Go Oilers. <laughs> <laughs> the Oilers suck chant happened. It happened. It was intense. Sigs and beer. It was crazy. I'm ready. It's all that's on my mind. I've been chirping everybody. Every, all my coworkers. I love it. Let's do this. Alberta, baby. This might be... It might be the most off-the-rails episode uh, we've had <laughs> so far. The best. We took a two-week break and we're just... I'm in shambles. Like, just shambles. <laughs> Okay, let's do this. Let's go through the four matchups from these cup hopefuls. Uh, we're going to start the East. I feel like uh, even if we argue, we're going to get through the East faster than the West. Yeah. I want to make sure that we both get home in time for dinner tonight. So let's start in the East. First and foremost, I guess by your standards, the the least important matchup, the least exciting one that I, I don't know. I'm kind of excited for. We've got the Carolina Hurricanes sweeping into New York. 
to take on the Rangers. Hit me, Twigs. What are you seeing here? We got uh, this one. Like this one hurts because I'm so torn. We got your preseason preseason Metro Tramps. I know. You just and here's my thing. I I feel awful because I called them frauds. Yeah, you did. and then they come back and they won three like the, from a three-one deficit. They won. Yeah. I didn't yeah. ride I mean, or die. You, I didn't ride or die with them when I've been riding and dying with them all season. You, you, you both ride on that wagon. You both ride and you died. That's true. And then, then, and then you you resuscitate yourself and you begin to ride again. Yeah. Do I? I'm getting back on that freaking wagon, Mitz. Uh, you know, I'm jumping passenger. I'm taking the Rangers in six. We bleed in blue. Rangers in six, baby. Anybody else that's that's on that Rangers bus, please make sure that Mitz has his seatbelt on. Don't be afraid to strap him in uh, because he may try to jump out the window after a rough game one. Hold him there. Make him stay there. I myself, I've been called a lot of things in my life. A lot of things. Most of them not flattering. One of the least unflattering things I've been called, but I'm okay with, is a jerk. That's not changing. Me and a bunch of jerks have the Carolina Hurricanes taking the Rangers in five. Canes in five. Look, the Rangers were a borderline. They should have probably almost been swept out by the Penguins in the first round. Uh, they came back. They did it. They earned their spot in the second round. I'm not trying to take that away from them. They, they fought hard, and they made it happen. Uh, no one gave it to them. They took it. Carolina's not going to let that happen. Carolina might put twigs in that and still win it in five games. I don't know. They're not even worried about that. They're they're just they're playing great. They're not going to give them an inch. They're not riding the coattails of the greatest player of our generation. They've got talent up and down the lineup. They've got Twig's favorite preseason player, Yisferi Kutkanyemi. The man, the man who arguably birthed, birthed the Mits and Twigs podcast himself, a young Yisferi Kutkanyemi. Yeah, no. Canes, Canes all over the Rangers. Uh, Rangers played great. Rangers have a lot to be proud of, but their emotional high is about to find itself in a very new low. Canes is five. Spicy. I, like, I'm not. I, I'm not gonna. I don't want to fact check you. I feel like there's a few lies in there. Just saying. Like, I, I don't know. Like the cock and Emmy one. <clears throat> but who knows. Mm. Canes and five. All right, man. All right. Yeah. You ready for the next one? Born ready. The Sunshine State. Mm -hmm. The place that Mr. Worldwide started. Mr. Pitbull. Pitbull. Oh, my gosh. Pitbull. Man, I am on a fire. We got, we got Mitts. 
Oh, I'm on fire, like the fireball song. Fireball. Okay, here we go. Uh, and I'm back. The Florida Panthers versus the two-time champs, Tampa Bay Lightning. I'll tell you right now, this one didn't take all that long for me to figure it out. Ooh. Because let's be honest, let's just think about this rationally. Let's take all the bluster aside, all the silliness, and let's just let's just sit down and crunch some numbers. Who wins in a fight? A cat or a bolt of lightning? I mean, how do you argue that? How do you argue that? So much uh, logic. So much logic. Look, here's what I saw. I saw a team in the Florida Panthers that I picked to beat the Caps in four because they had an amazing regular season. I had my doubts, which I expressed uh, throughout the season about their coaching staff, uh, about maybe their resiliency. Uh, but I, I, I thought, no, I chose to believe that they would overcome that and that they would assert themselves. What I saw instead was a very shaky, talented group that uh, was fortunate to get by arguably the worst team in the playoffs. They barely got by the Washington Capitals. Did you watch they Nashville? <laughs> Nashville got their Nashville was playing like a 14th string goaltender. Okay. And they were fair. they were they that's were playing fair. against a veritable force. I'm just saying Washington was not the worst. Seven game series, Nashville, Washington. Who you got? Washington. Easy. You're crazy. <laughs> I went eight for eight, man. <laughs> you jumped on and off the bandwagon so many times. We should <laughs> definitely be subtracting points. Anyways, I'm just telling you right now, the the cats showed that while supremely talented, they don't have the mental fortitude to withstand an experienced, deep, and talented team. Anything good in my opinion, that you can say about the Washington Capitals, Tampa Bay has, takes to the next level and rounds it out with a whole lot more. Panthers aren't ready for what the Bolts are going to bring to them. It's not going to be as much of a walk in the park as Rangers and Canes is going to be, but I'm going Bolts and Six, Cats going down. Fried Cat is going to be served on every menu in Florida because Florida be crazy, yo. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised with the, the fried cat. Um, but uh, the key for this one for me is um, Braden Point. Uh, what's the, go with your X factor, Vasilevsky? I, I, I hey, the guy started. How Toronto didn't put him away when he had like a save percentage below eight, uh, below nine hundred. Mind boggling. He he struggled so bad the first four games. It was crazy. Um, uh, Braden Point's injury terrifies me. And I'm going to take the Cats in seven. Here's, here's the only here's the caveat. Here's the, okay, here's the, here's the, rea- if Braden Point comes back, like what I've read today is he's not, he's not ready. If Braden Point comes back, I'm taking Tampa Bay all day. I, I just think that guy is huge 
playoff player. He's every year he shocks us in the playoffs. He's born for these moments. And I think that's like, like that's huge taking that out of the lineup. And I just, I think, I think the depth is there in in Florida. They like if Carter Verhage was your best player in round one, you got a lot more to show. And I think they're going to show it. I'm taking cats in seven. I I think this one, you might be right with Tampa. I, I, you probably are right with Tampa. We can we can even save that little clip where I say you are probably right about Tampa. I've already saved it and clipped it. <laughs> um, but you, you're silly thinking this game isn't going seven. The series isn't going seven. It's hundred percent going seven. The utter disrespect you put on back to back to back cup champ Patty Maroon by highlighting Brayden Point. You had it right there. The key to the series, X Factor, a man who hasn't lost a playoff series in over three years. Some say the Tom Brady of the NHL, he's collecting so many rings. He's unstoppable. That Pat Maroon, you're going to bet against him. I, I did. I did first round. I chose Maple Leafs. I thought this was the year. They had the best goal scorer in the league. They had the best American player ever. Same guy. Uh, I, I thought that was going to be enough, but uh, there's no talent level that supersedes Pat Maroon's force of will. So, look, here we are in the East. Here we are in the East. We've got a very clear split. We've got Twigs with the Rangers and the Cats. <laughs> Myself, Mitz. The, the Mad Pat Maroon is X Factor. <laughs> Name a more decorated Stanley Cup player. Oh, my God. Okay. Does he does he have more cup wins than everybody on the Avalanche combined right now? <laughs> does he have more cup wins than everybody in the Flames? Oh nope, they've got Duncan Keynes on the Oilers. I can't see the whole series. Oh, that's right. Shoot. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Look at those super X bummed. factors, Duncan Keith and Paparoon, man. Hey, experience matters. <laughs> experience matters. We learned that in the Wild versus Blues. You've been there before. You've seen it. You've done it. You know what it takes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Eastern Conference done. Train moves on. Uh, you're coming off a big win. Very little sleep. So I'm going to Mistakes let... might have been made. I'm, I'm sure they did. I'm sure <laughs> they did. Clearly, clearly, it wasn't just everybody around you that was smoking something after your Eastern Conference picks. <laughs> But I'm no narc. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Up first, we've got the unstoppable Colorado Avalanche. Up against my ultimate underdog, St. Louis Blues. Now, I think it's only fitting that I go first. Yeah. And uh, this is a tough series. Let's be honest. 
Big boy hockey. Uh, last last year, the Avs, they, they, they very easily dispatched my Blues. Quite easily. It was over fast. It was hard to watch. Uh, Jordan Bennington was not the problem last year. He is certainly the answer this year. I went 3-0. 3-0. That's pretty good. I don't know. Check the stats. Pretty good. Uh, everything that the Minnesota Wild brought against the Blues, the Avs have and more. Not just that and other things, but they literally have better high-end players. They have quicker players. They've got stronger goaltending, in my opinion. Uh, the Avs are a wagon and a half. Check the wagon meter. It can't be denied. Wagon and a half. Never before seen. And yet, there are times in history that just cannot be explained on stat sheets. There are movements that if you add up just the pieces, they still somehow become more. This is one of those times. The Blues in seven, moving on to the Western Conference Finals. I'm not going to explain how it's going to happen. That's a secret that only us Blues fans know in our soul. And you all will learn over the next two weeks. Blues in seven. I got to take a deep breath after that. It's got me thinking. This was one that I picked when I was doing my, uh, you know, bracket challenge that took me little to no time. This is the one that excited me because like you said, like you stated all true, the avalanche had their way, you know, they iced that cake as some would say, most likely nobody says that, but um, anyways, it's revenge. It's revenge season. This is it. I got my trumpet in the outback ready to be played. I'm taking the blues in six. I don't know why. Because like you said, the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche have everything. They got this kid named Kale McCarr, a Calgary boy. Lighting it up. Unbelievable unbelievable player. Like, Hmm. not talked about enough. Like, if there's two MVPs to the first round, it's Jake Ottinger and it's Kale McCarr. One, two, that's it. Kale McCarr would have so many more points if they played more than four games. But I'm still, I'm still taking the St. Louis Blues in six. And boy, are we going to look silly when the series is over. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a man of, of, of culture and taste, clearly. And uh, I applaud you on your, your excellent choice. Uh, no, this is, uh, I mean, it's, 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 this is right up there with choosing, you know, everybody chose the abs over the Preds, except for a handful of, yeah. from Nashville you know they're there it was fun to to say that but it was the easy choice on paper on every way shape or form 
the abs were an easy easy choice, especially with UC Saros out. Yeah. But here's the thing: the Blues took their lumps last year. The they were not good enough. They've improved. They have nine to twelve forwards on any given night that can essentially act as the first line. They don't have all the speed that the Avs have everywhere, but they're not lacking speed. They're not lacking scoring touch. They're not lacking talent. They've got grit for days. They've got a goalie tandem that, what can you say about that? What can you say? Billy Huso had a wonderful season. He, he was not even playing poorly in the wild season series, but uh, our man, Jordan Bennett, who stepped in and just said, nah. No, not on my watch. Bennington has that kind of personality that it's it's long term. It's probably a problem, but he, that advert, adversity fuels him. The Tim Thomas, yeah, that just that you mantra. You, you you won't like him when he's angry. This guy it's comes out of nowhere in 2019. <laughs> guy comes out of nowhere in 2019. Was supposed to be just like a depth emergency call-up. Steals the show. Steals the league. Came up from an, NA, an, an AHL depth position, position to steal the league. Stanley Cup Finals. All of it. Took it. Earned didn't, it. Didn't, didn't fall off. Didn't fall off. Just, you know, didn't maintain that high. This year, that adversity comes back. Sorry, you're not the best guy anymore. You're going to have to earn this spot back. Boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. Did he earn that back? 3-0. You've heard it everywhere. Everyone's talking about it. Not just me. Everybody. If you don't hear it, you're not listening. And now, he gets to face the only team that really thoroughly embarrassed him in the last three or four years. They sp- he wasn't the problem last year, but he wasn't the answer either. Either, and uh, man, the Avs don't know what's coming for them. The Avs just don't know. You saw it last year when the Avs spanked us; they got the second round. They didn't have it. They didn't have it, what it took to take out Vegas. Sure, they're young. They're they've got it in them to take out one opponent early on. But uh, I don't know. They're kind of like the second round Leafs. They're it's, all flash. They don't got it. It's. I definitely think they got it. It's, de- it's yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, they definitely got it. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's um, it's always scary when you see the media um. Crown you the Stanley Cup chance before the turn, like before the tournament's really over. And I feel like we saw that with Colorado, and we've seen that a lot with the Florida Panthers. That scares me because it never happens. Like the, the 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 team that's supposed to go, the team that's supposed to make it, that team never makes it or hardly ever makes it. Mm-hmm. Adversity hits. A team that has just as much depth as you, you have to play them as well. And you know who does? The St. Louis Blues. A team is built correctly. From even like Matt, Matty Mitz's own like guy he hates the most, Nick Letty scored a huge goal. Letty guy. <laughs> now he's Lit- 
Lynchpin Letty has always been <laughs> yeah. a Blues favorite. Oh my gosh! I just, I just think if there's any team that has the same amount of depth, if there's any team that's going to knock off the Colorado Avalanche in the Western Conference, it's the St. Louis Blues. It's not the Calgary Flames. It's not the Edmonton Oilers. Well, those are the only other two teams. It's the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> That's who I was wondering who else I was wondering who else you were going to name there. Yeah. You're on a roll. I was excited. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm taking St. Louis. All right. Well, as I said, you're man in class of distinction. Uh, and uh, look, at the, uh, at the risk of anybody trying to label us as just a couple of tummy stick playing fellas, I don't care. Looking at the next, the last thing we've got here is we've got the Flames and the Oilers. Uh, oh, mama. Battle of, Battle of Alberta. Just a, a couple of two and a half, four if you draw the speed limit, rivals. Oh, it's a little bit longer than two and a half, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, just... The numbers gonna are, be, numbers gonna be are all over the page with you today, hey? <laughs> this is going to be great. Listen, I you can fact it. check them later. This, <laughs> this is going to be a hell of a series. Um, I think this is what we were all kind of hoping for when we saw the first round. Uh, the Oilers threatened to embarrass me by trying to give LA the series. Uh, they, they, they cleared their heads at the last moment. Uh, they allowed Mike Smith to shine as I suggested they, they should. Um, and then as I, as I called, as I guaranteed the flame handled business, little, little bit longer, a little more stressful than I think any of us would have liked. Uh, but the outcome was never in doubt. Let's be clear. And now we have the battle of Alberta that, uh, just this tiny little pocket in this overall wonderful Stanley cup playoffs that is somehow, a little bit more delicious, a little bit more tasty, a little bit more exciting because this transcends hockey. This comes down to that, that actual provincial slash state rivalry where you just hate the other person because of where they happen to live on a level that you just can't understand if it's a town that you're not that close to. Just an offensive juggernaut this year in the Calgary Flames with an excellent goaltender facing arguably two of the best three hockey players on the planet right now and one of the hottest goaltenders of the last decade, Mike Smith. Calgary should be afraid. They had so much trouble with Dallas. Not for want of trying, but they should be, they should be concerned. This is an animosity-filled series. There's an amazing amount of talent on the other side of it. But the Flames will do this in six. Six? Flames in six. Connor McDavid is probably the best hockey player in the world, but he's not magic. He can't pull those tricks that many times. And uh, I haven't watched a lot of Flames games this postseason, but I did watch last night's game. And I watched them play against Dallas, and I watched them outshoot Dallas on a level that I didn't know was possible. <laughs> and I watched them put pressure on that team and just not get any puck luck. 
But what I did see in the end was I saw their top guns finally get it done. And that takes all the pressure off. All of it. Now, now it's no longer, is Johnny finally going to score a goal? Is Matthew Kachuk actually made for the playoffs? Now it's, let's take care of this rival. Let's take care of these people. This, this, is, this becomes personal again. They, all, they know how to play the Oilers. So Flames in six. Oilers are no slouches. They're going to get in a couple of shots, but Flames in six. This, like, I'm probably underselling this right now. I, I, I don't think I've ever been so jacked for a series in my whole lifetime. Um, since 1991, before I was even born, there has not been a battle of Alberta in the playoffs. These teams hate each other. What was it? A couple of years ago, we had the Mike's. I was at the game, the Mike Smith Cam Talbot fight. Unbelievable. Flames lost 7-5 or something like that. Still unbelievable. Just hatred, just pure hatred. The Zach Cassian, the turtling, all that stuff. This year, you had a 9-5 game. These, these games, every Oilers-Flames game, with a crowd, with a crowd, because the bubble games were not interesting, with a crowd, is unreal. And now we're getting this in the playoffs. When two teams who couldn't get past the first round finally did it, they got over the hump. The Kings should have been put away game four, game five. They had no business in that series, but you know what? Getting over that hump is tough. You know who showed up and got them over that hump? Connor McDavid. He got them over that hump. Mike Smith did his job. Connor McDavid got him over that hump. They're now there. They're the same thing as the Flames. Johnny Gaudreau. Hey, man, are you guys going to win a big series? Calgary dominated that series five on five. Dominated that series five on five. Did anybody expect Jake Ottinger, who I kid you not, might have played the greatest goalie performance in any Stanley Cup playoffs round ever? Easily. Easily. The kid was unbelievable. And Taos had no business in that series. But he, you know what? Everybody in that stadium last night thought they were going to get goalied. 100%. You cut the tension with a knife. But Johnny Gaudreau, like Connor McDavid, stepped up in the right time, put a perfect shot on that that he's done probably, I don't know, 40 times in his career. He shoots that all the time. This series is this series is lit up. The best players are playing the best. But hell, even top titty to Foley got a goal yesterday. Chuck, he got a goal to yesterday. We're ready. We are ready. What scares me about this series is everybody's saying, I'm seeing a lot of it. Flames in five, flames in five, flames in four, flames in five. This is not going five. It's not going four. I don't even think this is going six. This is going seven. I'm taking the flames. I'm taking the flames for a couple of reasons here. I think Jacob Markstrom got overshadowed by Jake Ottinger, had a hell of a series. He stopped probably three breakaways in overtime and late in the third period. It was unbelievable. He kept him in the game and the defense. I just think 
Calgary's decor collectively is better than Cody and uh, Cody CC and Duncan Keith. And overrated Darnell Nurse. Just saying, like the guy sucks. No like, one throws how... a better headbutt than Darnell yeah, Nurse. Yeah, no kidding. But I am amped up. I am fired up. On Wednesday, I don't even think I'll be able to like sleep Tuesday night. Let's do it. This is it. This is what Alberta wants. This is what Alberta needs. I hate Connor McDavid. Hate him. Leon Dreisaitl, cry me a river somewhere else. Here's what the Flames can't do. This is what they can't do. If you start taking penalties, this series will be over in five. Mm. The power play merchants who suck at five on five, who have improved under Jay Woodcroft, just saying, but suck still five on five, will eat you alive on the power play. Doesn't matter who you have in that. They're unbelievable. Flames and seven. Yeah, I think the X factor in this series is Evander Kane uh, because I think he will be a distraction and a nuisance for one of the two teams. And if it's for the Flames, the Oilers will make it happen. Mm-hmm. If he causes more trouble for the Oilers by, you know, maybe taking bad penalties, trying trying to be. Yeah, he almost did that in L.A. I guess yeah. in the L.A. series, he, he was. He played huge, but he almost cost it too, right? Like, that's it. He, much like a Brad Marchand, he has all that top end talent. All of it. Just a fantastic player in that regard. But yeah, I I, I think that'll be the X factor. Uh, I put my guarantee on the Flames in the first round. I was right. You're welcome. Uh, I'm not going to do that to them this round. Through no, through no less. It's not that I, I have any less faith. And and to be honest, I was even thinking about it doing this round. Uh, I did catch a little bit of flack. I had some some flames friends and family reach out, telling me like, I, "Why did you do that? <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> I really wish you hadn't said that." Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, going going late into last night, I thought I was going to have to come in this podcast eat some <laughs> humble pie but luckily boys and girls i am starving because there's no pie to eat nothing humble i was right <laughs> i'm gonna take that energy and i'm gonna do this right now oh no the Tampa bay lightning will win this round and i guarantee it lightning fans you can thank me later you took out the Leafs that I had winning. Kudos to you. There's a really good chance you're going to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals again. Unfortunately for you, you will lose to the actual reigning, defending, undisputed oh. Stanley Cup champions, the St. Louis Blues, who have yet to lose a regular season Stanley Cup Final. But both of those last two special years, Good on you, Lightning. I guarantee the Lightning beat the Cats this round and move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. You heard it. You heard it. Matty Mitz has spoken. His guarantee worked round one. You know what Twigs is not going to (laughs) do? You know what he's not going to do? Because he respects all the fan bases? 
<clears throat> he's not going to guarantee it. He's not going to guarantee nothing. Mm-hmm. He's eight and eight. He feels good. He picked all the winners. If you want a real person listed, Twigs is here for you and your fan bases. I'm not guaranteeing it. I'm not. Because I don't want to be the one to be blamed. But listen to me. Don't listen right. to our don't listen to our daily picks, though. They're not that hot. Listen to my like they're not good. Yeah. Recap. Uh we picked our the teams to win start of the first round and then we somehow divvied away from them uh in our game picks so i don't know how that happened but yeah that was that was crazy yeah yeah that was not great no but it's been fun yeah it's about the destination not the journey i think that's what everybody says uh maddie mitts can i just uh, say one small thing before uh before we close the sucker up by all means please how uh, we have a dear friend it's really, it's really tough, and is, mm-hmm. and it pains me inside. I'm not gonna make. The, I don't want any bad karma, but Joe, I know, I know what you've been going through, Joe. I went through last night, and we're here for you. I thought that I picked the Bruins to win Game Seven. I thought they were, but if you need a team to jump on, Joe, you can 100% jump on the Blues. It's a mm-hmm. noble franchise. They just recently won. A cup. I don't know against which team it doesn't. I can't remember, but they did. Mm-hmm. But Joe, there's room for you on uh, on the Blues, and and I mean that sincerely. Yeah, hundred percent. There's there's always room on the Blues bandwagon. The Blues bandwagon is an ex, it's an inclusive, open bandwagon, twenty four seven, seven days a week, three hundred and sixty five and a quarter days. A year. Bruins fought hard. Bruins deserve a lot of credit for overcoming all of the shortcomings that I've pointed out all year long. Uh, they 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 played strong. They played well. Uh, I mean, I picked the Canes to win the series, and I picked the Canes to win that game. Um, I guess a couple more feathers in my cap, but who's counting? Blues Blues have lots of room. Lots of doubters. You know who will to come out on top? Them Blues. Always room. Gang, thank you so much for listening. My goodness, I could not appreciate it more. Uh, this creative outlet for both uh, Twigs and myself is a godsend, and, and we love it. For all of you that listen, it means so much to us. And thank you for, for, for following us on our social medias. Uh, and then all that silliness and for, for interacting with us. Wonderful stuff. We are only through round one of four. I've already had to take a weekend off. I think Twigs almost died last night. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be something else. It's going to be a wild ride. Thank you for being a part of it with us. Full disclosure, I'm taking another vacation very soon. So, uh, you may not hear me on the pod for a good two weeks as, as I just go and enjoy uh, life outside of hockey. Our good pal Twigs is going to try to soldier on in spite of that, I think. Or maybe not. I mean, I won't be here. I can't crack the whip if he decides to <laughs> flake out and just enjoy his life. So with this heavy, heavy uh, playoff schedule, 
this podcast may be more intimate, but know that our love for you never stops. Unlike your separated parents, we won't love you any less just because we're not around. God damn. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, so, uh, outros are on a roll still. Uh, from myself, Twigs, uh, to the main man, Mitts, uh, we thank you very much and have a great night. Enjoy round two, everybody. Thank you.